Hello and welcome to the Disability Connection. I'm your host, Walter Nunes. The Disability Connection is produced by the Disability Law Center, which is the protection and advocacy system for the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. The Disability Law Center assists folks with disabilities in various issues. We're located at 11 Beacon Street in Boston and can be reached at 617-723-8455 or on the web at www.dlc-ma.org. Today, we're joined uh, by Florette Willis, who is the Interim Executive Director at the Multicultural Independent Living Center of Boston, and Daniela DePina, who is an independent living advocate. Well, good afternoon, ladies. It's a pleasure to have you. Good afternoon. So let's just get started. And uh, the best way to start is by saying or asking, what is the Multicultural Independent Living Center of Boston? Well, the Multicultural Independent Living Center of Boston is one of 11 independent living centers in the state. We're funded by Massachusetts Rehabilitation Commission. Um, we assist people with disabilities to live, grow, and recover in their communities. Terrific. Now, I know that there are, as you said, there, you're one of 11 uh, independent uh, living centers, ILCs, and, but there's something special about you guys. So what is it that's special about the Multicultural Independent Living Center of Boston? Well, we focus on um, the underserved and unserved populations. Um, primarily, it's um, people from communities of color, mm -hmm. um, immigrant populations, um, people who are low income. And that's terrific. And as you work with folks of different cultures, do you have a uh, members of your staff, are they bilingual? Are you able to communicate with folks from different different parts of the world? Ah, uh, yes, we are. Um, currently, we have on staff we have um, someone who speaks Spanish, Chinese, mm -hmm. Vietnamese, French, and German. Oh, that's wonderful. And, and Cape Verdean as well. <laughs> oh, that's we'll talk about my new love of uh, Fado music, and we'll talk about Cape Verdean music when we're off air. But uh, so, but insofar as the services that you provide, they're similar to the other independent living centers. Is that correct? They are. They are. It's just that we focus more on the inner city right. areas where, um, like Boston Independent Living Center, um, will mostly focus, well, not focus on, but they get a lot, most of their consumers are coming in from greater Boston. Great. And where are you guys located? We're located at 329 Center Street in Jamaica Plain. And I know that I had asked the good folks here at BNN to do some tags, and hopefully they'll be able to put up the tags during the program for the telephone number, as well as the website for the agency, so that folks can get in touch. And since we're talking about getting in touch, this is a live program. And if you are watching right now and you have a question for Florette or Daniela, you can call us at 617-708-3290. Um, so getting back to the matters at hand. So you, you know, this was a mistake I had made. Somehow I had always associated the ILCs with the clubhouses and the recovery learning centers, which primarily serve folks with mental illness. Mm -hmm. 
you serve folks with all disabilities, is that correct? We do, um, Walter. Anyone who comes through our door is welcomed as long as um, they meet the criteria of being um, a person with a disability or a family member. So if, you're, if you have a member of your family who has a disability, We can you're help you as well, as well yes. So, um, Danielle, I want you to feel comfortable to, to chirp in sure. at any time, because I'm sure you have a lot to offer, and we are going to get to talking about housing and uh, helping kids with special needs. One of the things we talked about on the phone the other day, Florette, was um, integrated health care. Okay. What's, what's integrated health care, for folks who may not know? Integrated health care is where um, health care has moved. Um, it basically says that um, the head is connected to the body. What a concept. Um, historically, <laughs> I mean, healthcare has always operated where there, you had your physical disabilities, you had your mental health conditions, and then of course, you know, the new thing would be because every disease known to man has, can be found in the mouth, the dentistry was separated, but healthcare is coming dentistry. together so that people can be well, and it's um, a way of focusing on the whole person. And although what we're talking about right now is not exactly the same, there's something called One Care. Mm -hmm. Could you talk about One Care and how that's similar and dissimilar from integrated health paradigm? Well, um, One Care, um, because Massachusetts um, is a very progressive state, and we were leading with um, providing health care services to um, low-income populations through MassHealth. Um, health care reform has um, focused on um, health care reform in the United States, it's basically focused on healthcare, the healthcare system that we've created. Mm -hmm. One Care is a pilot program that is designed to take healthcare to the next level, and it it, it operates primarily by using um, a home healthcare model, which means that the individual is in the center and they have a team working around them to help to keep them well and to stay targeted on, you know, the goals of prevention and wellness. And is it fair to say that that team of healthcare providers, uh, they communicate with each other? They communicate with each other and that team does include um, people with lived experience as well. And lived experience, by that you mean peers? Peers, yes, of people course. People who have basically been there, done that. Been there, done that. Um, yeah, and can teach a lot and help a lot to support that person to help keep them well. And I know we want to get to some other things, but just a little bit more on this. Some folks, you know, they like their doctors being separate. Their dentist is here and their whatever, their cardiologist is here, their orthopedic person is here. Um, and though I understand the rationale and the benefits of the team, if an individual likes to keep that separation for reasons of their own. They can always do that. Is that correct? Uh, that's correct. It's all about choice. And yeah. we want to make sure consumers, you know, are getting what they want as well as, you know, what they need. So, um, so I'm going to jump, I think. How many staff do you have over there at the uh, Multicultural Independent Living Center? 
Well, our full staff, I'd say we have uh, eight people. Okay. And specifically, what type of services do you provide to the folks who knock on your door? Uh, we provide uh, information and referral, advocacy, mm -hmm. skills training, peer mentoring, and nursing home transition services. Oh, that's become a hot topic of late. Um, what do you mean by nursing home transition? Well, um, sometimes when people are in nursing homes, um, they may not want to stay there for the rest of their lives, or they may get better and they need to come back into the community. Mm -hmm. And we help to guide them through that transition process to mm -hmm. make sure that you know they're okay and they have the best chance to really thrive in their community. That's wonderful. Um, Daniela, I want to pick your brain a little bit. You're not going to get off easy. <laughs> Lorette will let it, you'll, you'll, we'll just let Lorette do all the talking. We'll both have a free ride. Um, I know you want to talk about housing and helping folks with housing. So let's talk about that a little bit. Sure. Um, you know, we know that housing is a, well, it's, it's an essential. Some of us would like to think that housing should be a right. Unfortunately, it's not. Right. So, you know, there are a lot of folks out there in need of housing. How do you help folks with housing issues? Yeah, so basically with us, we, we are there to assist consumers with their, um, with their housing applications. Um, we're there to advocate on their behalf um, to make sure that they're being accommodated. Um, the house is accommodating them with their needs and with their disability. Um, we're there to advocate. Um, there's time that consumers might a missed appointment or needed an appeal or there was some documents that was not submitted the right way and we're there to walk them through the process and housing application. That's terrific. Now this is public and private housing both? Both and some, there's huge waiting lists on the housing market, um, Boston housing. Um, so sometimes it tends to discourage consumer to even apply because it's even to five to ten years waiting list but i um go ahead no i was just shaking my head i, I know it to be true but every time i hear it I, I i well i just feel uncomfortable and i shake my head so kind of getting to the nitty-gritty you would encourage despite the weight that people apply sooner rather than later yes and i always tell my consumers that you know, there's always, a, other people have different stories. There's some consumers that get their housing within two months. There's some consumers that get their housing within six months. There's some consumers that's 10 or five. It depends on the situation. But always the flexible you are and continue to work hard with your advocate and um, apply and apply and, you know, um, and don't get discouraged. Daniela, we're going to get back to that because we have a call. Caller, can you hear us? Can they pipe it through? Go yes. ahead. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yes, um, I have a family member who is currently has a intellectual disabilities, and I was wondering if I get more information on the skills training. What what uh, I got get for the family member and sell service skills training for them. Okay, so Carla, let me repeat the question so I, I get it. You have a family member with an intellectual disability. You're curious in learning more about skills training, is that correct? Correct. 
Yeah, so basically what we do with skills training is whatever it is that you need to help you be successful. It could be either um, learning how to finance money. It could be how to help you um, apply for Social Security or how to apply um, with um, housing application. Whatever it is that's going to help you success. Or if you're in school, what tools to use that will help you in school so you could be successful and be included in the classroom just like everybody else. So, um, so tools and application. Uh, I want to be really clear so the folks uh, watching this program, and lucky you are to be watching such a good program with such knowledgeable people, that um, you assist with the application process for many, many things. But what happens when the application is denied? Do you then advocate at a hearing, or is that something that another agency might do? There's, there's always a reason why the application is denied. It could be because somehow we might have um, submitted priority status, where mean, that would mean that the consumer was not in that priority status. Right. So it would mean um, elaborate some more as to what it means oh. to be in that priority. So we're there to walk with them and also communicating with Boston Housing because maybe there was something that we missed or maybe there was something oh. that they missed um, to become a priority. Forgive me for sounding like a musician, but that's really hip. So what you're saying is that if there's an error on the application, mm -hmm. the wrong category, the wrong request, you'll rework that application mm -hmm. right. to try to get it approved, essentially, mm -hmm. yes? Oh, yeah. Right. And That's really if good. They, if they do not um, meet the criteria of priorities, they could still remain on the waiting list. But sometimes to consumer, when they see that denial letter, they think they're, they're out the list, but it doesn't necessarily mean. It just means that you're not in the emergency application, but you're still on the housing application. You know, you just hit on something. Uh, I don't know if the, the caller is still here. I Hopefully that yes. answered your question. Is, did it answer your question? Yes, I do have one more quick question. Sure. I'll take it off air. Is there, is there a uh, financial, uh, is, is, there any, is, is finances involved? I mean, do I have to pay in the pocket for this program, or is there a financial income? Let me just restate. So you're asking, is there a fee for the service that the agency provides? Correct. Our services are 100% free for you, as well as your family members. That's a pretty thank definitive answer. Much. And thank you, caller. We love to get calls. Uh, it makes the show far more interesting and certainly makes my job easier. Um, Give us a call. <laughs> I, I, I want to get to special education, but before we go, you touched on something that I think is exceedingly important with respect to housing. Um, there are ways that certain individuals, um, due to disability, due to emergency, due to family size, there are ways that people uh, can be considered a priority for housing. Is that true? Yes. So. Therefore, like, you nearly need to know if there are ways that, because, I mean, a five or ten year wait is just mm -hmm. beyond belief, right? Where, what are you supposed to do for five or ten years? Right, right. But if you're a family, let's say you're, you're displaced due to a fire or mm -hmm. you're displaced because maybe you lived in an apartment as a rental for 25 years and the building got sold and the new landlord wants to gentrify the property, 
What are the ways that some folks might be eligible for priority housing services? Right, so the priority list that they have, uh, um, they're either through domestic violence, um, they could be through fire, fire disaster, they could be um, displaced because of mold or something that happened in the apartment. Oh. Mm -hmm. It's just all these things that they have in the list and you have to walk through it and see it, which one that um, describe you. And like I said before, if you went over the priority list and none of those priority describe you, you know, don't feel like you're completely kicked out of the waiting list. Right. You're not. It's just that you're not um, on that emergency category as Boston Housing would, would like you to be. And although you work with Boston Housing, right. there are housing authorities in basically every city and town in the Commonwealth, right? Correct. And if you have a Section 8 voucher, you can take that anywhere in the country. Right. Is that correct? Correct. So some communities, and I'm saying this to assist the folks watching in need of help, sometimes the wait list may not be so long in another community. Is that fair to say? Right, especially um, we, I think a lot of people trying live in Boston, so you're competing with a lot of people right. that's trying to live in Boston. I seem to be like Cambridge, Somerville, or even like Sharon, Weymouth, all the way up tends to move quicker. Okay. Um, but Boston <clears throat> tends to move slow because, you're, you're, again, you're competing with so much people that's homeless. And without beating this up too much, the stock of housing right. for Section 8 is going down, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So I want to switch gears. We are coming close. This, I, this program always goes quicker. I learned so much. I'm so grateful. <laughs> I never knew, for example, about, although it makes perfect sense, that domestic violence would be a reason that you would be expedited for, for housing. But I wanted to give you, Danielle, an opportunity to talk about how you assist children with special education needs. Yeah, so basically I work with youth and family with disability. So I work with to accommodate them in school, make sure that they're accommodated, make sure that their IEP, which is Special ed Education Plan, are accommodated. Um, I am there to support the school and to support the family to um, support the child with disability. Now, what is an IEP? Um, IEP is a Special Education Plan. Individual Education Plan? Yes. And will you go to an IEP meeting with the family? Yes. Do you hear that, folks? That is a very rare mm -hmm. gift. Uh, families can really benefit from that. Uh, can I have a time check? We're doing okay? That's what I thought. Okay, I want to make sure we get the number and the web uh, information. Would you like to give the telephone number for the, uh, for the agency? Certainly. Our number is 617-942-8060. Uh, Again, that number is 617-942-8060. And if you want to look us up on the web, all you have to do is um, Google or put in www.milcb.org. And I can see that that's up on the screen right now. Thank you so much, BNN, for making sure we got that done. Um, Christmas, Christmas. Oh. One thing, a couple of things. Oh, thank you. I just heard that. We have a Christmas event coming up that I think you guys want to talk about. I would have forgot. We do. I mean, we love I Christmas. Forgot. Tis the season to be jolly. <laughs> um, 
we are, are um, collaborating with a group of wonderful young adults with disabilities. They're called EPIC. And EPIC basically means um, empowering people to live in inclusive communities. Nice. This group of young adults, um, they are leaders and they are trailblazing in Boston um, and they're focused on living the healthiest lives possible. Um, our event with EPIC um, starts with a toy drive. Um, these young adults have been collecting toys all over the city for low-income families and the people that we serve. Um, we intend to have on the 15th a really big event um, where people can come in and help us to wrap those toys and get them ready for the kids. In Jamaica Plain. In Jamaica Plain at 329 Center Street. Yep. We will be providing lunch and we'll have music and lots of fun things going on. But you're on. looking for a volunteer. We do. We need a Santa because on the 22nd, which is the following Friday, um, we're inviting families to come in to pick up those toys. Now we, the only provision here is, is that we ask people to call us first at 617-942-8060. Let us know um, um, what your needs are. I mean, how many children you have, what, the, what their ages are, and whether they're girl, boy, what they like, so that we can, um, match them with the appropriate toys. And as Santa is a magic elf, and today, by the way, for my Dutch friends, today is St. Nicholas Dog in Holland, which is where we get Santa Claus. A Santa could be a man or a woman or young or old or anybody, right, could do the Santa job. Anyone Even a could be Santa. Person. The only thing we ask is that you be jolly. <laughs> uh, we're down the home stretch here. This has been a great job. I mean it. Here's your chance to be Santa Claus. How many times <laughs> do you get to do that in your life? Uh, we want to thank Florette and Daniela. You were thank both you. wonderful, extremely informative, and I... I, I hope everyone has a, a wonderful holiday season, but before we go, I wanted to let folks know that in addition to seeing this show on BNN and uh, your cable channel, we will also have it up on YouTube, Vimeo, the, our Facebook page at the Disability Law Center. We will have it posted. It will be accessible. It will be closed captioned for folks who need that, that assistance. We wouldn't be the Disability Law Center if we didn't do things like that. We hope you have a lovely holiday season and a safe holiday season. Thank you so much, both of you, for joining us. It was well, thank wonderful. you for having us. It's our pleasure, Walter, Great. to come here. Thank you.